This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. and truth seekers welcome to the fbi basement the podcast where we watch and review every last episode of the x-files the hit 90s television series hit 90s and and now uh 2010s so wait every episode like every episode every last episode wait really even even the one with the creepy possessed doll the yeah i think it is actually yes Okay, possessed dolls, whatever. We'll keep going with this. Not today, though, because today on the program, uh, Mulder heads down for some uh, fun in Puerto Rico, the shining star of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Just getting away from his horrible job. (laughs) Uh, It it is awful this season. A little treat today. Uh, We're going to have a quick look at the X-Files mobile game. Uh, the Deep State. Deep State. Right. So uh, I am your host, Todd, the man on fire, the um, uh, head conspiracy theorist, the uh, the major kook in this uh, psych ward of a podcast. Joining me is uh, the always effervescent Shannon. Susan, uh, call me. And the... Sometimes minty Marissa Leterio. No ho on the rojo. And the often mysterious Valentine Strand. Hey, how you doing? Want to buy a car? <laughs> yes, I do. <gasps> well, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> Only if it's amphibious. Now, today we're going to be reviewing the episode Little Green Men. First, as promised, uh, Shannon, you played... The X-Files mobile game. I don't get into mobile games. Uh, I know you don't, and I generally do because I I like them. Um, so uh, how, <laughs> how did playing an X-Files-themed game uh, while you pooped uh, worked out, work out for you? I, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it. Um, it's... Okay, for those of you who know, I kind of live with my phone, and one of the things is that I do a lot of handwriting, uh, and I mean a lot of handwriting, because um, that's how I do my notes and my couple of drafts. So I like mobile games, and I particularly like uh, Match 3. I'm not a fan of hidden object games, and I'm really not a fan of this one. So tell me, how, how is this game organized? How does it, how does it present itself to you? Uh, well, you were given five episodes. Yes, they're called episodes where you play a rookie agent with your seasoned partner going through some bizarre cases. And the, each episode is like a crime scene, and you're looking through, and you're looking for objects in a picture. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and um, for a game that's for the X Files, uh, it does have some X Files things. An episode that has nothing supernatural in it. Um, bizarre racism. Uh, the deep state. Surprisingly, though, little Mulder, little Scully, um, very little. Like, no. Now, granted, they've talked about literally doing other episodes, but um, don't know when those are coming. And now it's taking up a gig on my hard drive of my phone. I thought you were telling me that, like, once you've played through all the episodes, you could not replay the story. No, you can't replay the story, and then you're only allowed two passes at each scene to get all the fucking stars. That's insane. 
Now, granted, you can trade those stars for money or keys to get other shit, but you can't use the money to get other things apart from certain power-ups for the scenes, not so much energy or anything else. But then once you're done, it, it sits there. Like a lump on your... Like it's taking up a gig of fucking space. So I'm angry. I, I don't get that. It's like if I played Skyrim and I, and I fucking beat the dragon at the end. Like I don't quite understand that. And Yeah. Like, I can still go back and play more Skyrim. There's not like, you know, uh, uh, you finished it, it's all got done. Good job, you're done. It's kind of like, this is why I don't like mobile games. <laughs> well, and this is the thing, is it's like, uh, I play another one for another show that I'm obsessed with, and here's the thing, once you finish the story in that, you can go back and play the story again. How does a story exist in a, in a match three game? Hmm. It's It's Sailor Moon. Okay. <laughs> and basically every ep- everything is an epi- is like a story arc for like all the manga. And these are games that you can play while you poop. <laughs> yes. I mean yes, I guess you know I guess that that the Nintendo Switch has added more games you can play while you poop if you wanted to take the Switch in there. Well, and I yeah. think one of my it- yeah, I think <laughs> one of my things is that it's like we live now where Telltale has you know done Wolf Among Us? They have a Batman. They're doing the second season of Batman. Uh, they will eventually do a second season of The Wolf Among Us, and those are games that are you know on the same kind of vein. I, I, I look at the X Files games, and and there have been a few. There have been three. There have been like three X Files mm-hmm. uh, roles in the video games. I just don't get like you know, whenever they think they can just throw you in as not Mulder or Scully. Well, and this is the thing, is it's like, there's nothing that distinguishes this from any other Match 3 game. Like, I literally could download, like, the Zootopia game and have the same effects. Also, didn't someone mention that this game was rather clean in terms of its push notifications? Holy shit! Valentin, right? Yeah, I downloaded it, and before I could even open it, because I had, you know, life happening, I'm getting already, like, two or three notifications telling me I've got things to do and files to to close, and yeah. I, I had to turn off the notifications, and then I never even got to it. I was like, no, no, too clingy. World of Warcraft leaves me alone when I'm not on it, you know? <laughs> like, that's the thing, is, like, it is, it's super clingy, it's a battery drain, and it's not really, like, there's nothing that distinguishes this as literally an X-Files game. It's just literally they slapped the X-Files on it and, and sent it out and... Well, I, I say that, but then there's also sort of, like, a weird, like, there's a weird sort of arc through it. There's a myth arc thing that involves the Syndicate, and it ties back to uh, some episodes we're gonna see much later with... Jeffrey Spender kind of stuff. And that's cool. But really, there's nothing that distinguishes this apart from that. And my thought is, if you're going to do that, if you're going to give people this ability to sort of have choices and do these mini games, we live already that we can prove that Telltale can do that and can do it for a mobile form. Why do it this way? Because it was cheap. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Like... Let me tell you how mad I am at a 16-hour wait to proceed with a story. Or I could pay 99 cents. Yeah. Yeah, Pay-to-play games are fucking ruining all of the gaming industry. Loot boxes. It's not not, um, not worth it. I'm not even going to (laughs) bother. I think I told you that. Like, you were like, what are you doing? 
I'm dying of flu and playing Deep State. We, we need a Telltale X-Files game. That's what we need. <laughs> okay, so our uh, Patreon guy just showed up. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hey, Mr. Spooky Mulder 95 thank you for being a Patreon subscriber and joining us for this recording. And that's, that's basically, right. this is literally what I just said. Yeah. He also agrees that uh, the mobile game, microtransactions, not even X-Files, yeah. It's, it seems like they took like a CSI game almost, and uh, that's, what, that's what it looked like from the screenshots at least, because that's as far as I got into it. Was <laughs> well, and I, I mean, I can be nitpicky, like the ability to customize your, your avatar is bullshit. I can't get my hair color on my avatar. Now, granted, I have pink hair. But I can't get it on my, my avatar. Well, that's not going to fly at the, expo- at the <laughs> FBI. Well. I don't think your haircut is regulation. It's not. But even like, even if I tried to get it red, I can't do it with the hairstyle that I like. So we're, we're all in kind of agreement that this is a shitty mobile game. Yes. Mm. Yes, we are. Yeah. And uh, I am going to postulate that all mobile games are shit and everyone should just, you know, read Wikipedia articles while they poop. Yes. I'm going to argue that. The Sailor Moon game, the Sailor Moon Drops game, is probably the best mobile game I've ever played. I'm also going to note that you can take the Nintendo Switch into the toilet, and uh, you can even detach the controllers and prop the Switch up on the edge of the the bathtub, and you can, like, lean back on the toilet king-style while you play, you know? (laughs) Playing Doom online. King-style? King-style. You're on the throne, you know? My usual stance on the toilet is the Conan, you know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you spread I would the like legs. one day. I where, I'm just like, where, where I'm where, wearing where I, you know, your crown on where, a troubled I, brow. Yeah. <laughs> I would like one day where we don't talk about poop. Okay, so let's talk about some X-Files. Wait, actually, let's talk about something else real quick because we're going to, because like uh, you pointed out, yes, we have one of our, we have our first Patreon subscriber in the channel with us right now. He's not talking, but we see him. We know he's there. How you doing, man? And then I also just waved at my, my discord. Want to be able to, um, uh, have access to our discord channel uh you can support us on patreon patreon.com slash fbi basement come and donate uh <laughs> to us we even getting a dollar's donation gets you access to bonus episodes uh the some behind the scenes content between takes uh you can hear all the uh the stuff that we get to when no we think no one's listening you'll be able to see some uh we'll have some exclusive art for you guys we're gonna have some and i will i will shame our dog <laughs> patrons are gonna get uh, we've got some stuff cooking up for you guys we got got some stuff cooking up don't want to announce it too prematurely but there's gonna be some primo giveaways coming up soon we're launching <gasps> rockets oh cool wait, wait what? no 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 that's that. that's elon musk it's elon musk <laughs> But there's going to be some giveaways coming soon. We're going to get. We're going to look look at some uh, memorabilia. Yes. <laughs> Keep a lookout for that. Also, access to the Discord channel where we are building the community of basement dwellers and Aww, truth seekers. Oh, you're so sweet. Anyway, please bring air fresheners. Yeah. <laughs> we told the last guy, and all he had was a rolled up sleeping bag and a box of Teddy Graham crackers. 
I, I will also, by the way, be posting my screenshots from Deep State onto our Facebook page. Now, before we begin, we have a word from our sponsor, which is a totally fake sponsor because we're Patreon supported. Shut up, man. <laughs> but we're still getting paid, right? Yes. Can I at least read the damn ad now? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> You've ruined it. <laughs> Do it. Ruined. Cansado de la misa de las asas de siempre? Entonces, ¿por qué no? ¿Por qué no probar salsa el chupacabra? Is she kidding me with the Spanish right now? El chupacabra es una salsa con verdad sobra de la cabra. I don't habla. I press two. El chupacabra es hecho con ingredientes frescos de la montaña, como tomates, chibella, pomitos y crías de foca. Oh, what is even happening to my world? Alimentos con porcaras para ese sabor especial. El chupacabra salsa es de fuerte este mundo. No disipone en los Estados Unidos y o Canadá. Okay, then. <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed my rapid-fire authoritative Spanish. Okay, then. <laughs> Don't habla. Okay. <laughs> Episode one of season two. This is The Little Green Men. Uh, if you remember in the last season... Previously on the X Files, uh, which we, which uh, if you want to hear the recap of the last season, subscribe on Patreon because that's coming soon. <gasps> but at the beginning of this season, the X Files has been shut down. Da da da. The uh, bigwigs at the FBI are ha have had quite enough of this alien nonsense, and uh, both Mulder and Scully have been reassigned to different jobs. But what are they? Wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where we are. Do we get the really great cold open for this? This originally aired on September 16th in 1994 uh, and uh, was written by uh, Glenn Morgan and James Wong and directed by David Nutter. <laughs> Everyone, come on. It's a low point for it is kind of a low point for Mulder at this, mo at this moment. But this was the long awaited return of the X-Files here. <laughs> I actually remember the ads for it. I remember seeing ads for it on TV and being really excited. So, there you go, guys. The episode earned a Nielsen rating of 10.3 with a 19 share, meaning roughly 10.3% of American uh, television-equipped households and 19% of households watching television were tuned in to the episode. It was viewed by 9.8 million households. And it's won its time period by the uh, among the advertiser friendly eighteen to forty nine age ratings group. And my if, mom, if anyone cares about that. <laughs> and my mom liked this episode. This is just what I'm going to do every time we record. I'm going to point out my mom's favorites episodes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least your mom watched it with you. The interesting story is my mother was afraid that I wouldn't go to sleep. And I would have nightmares, so she would watch it with me. Oh, well, that's sweet. Isn't that adorable? You were like 13. Yeah. I was. Um, <laughs> you still had nightmares. I, I have a very vivid imagination. Dude, still have nightmares like that. Are you kidding? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and nightmares this are the is worst. the thing. Is she that punches when it moved, me in her sleep. I do. And this is the thing. Uh, when my grandmother was dying, she would use this as an excuse 
to leave the hospital when all of my uncles were there. Like, oh, we gotta go. Shannon's not gonna miss the X-Files. All right. Uh, the episode begins with a monologue from Fox Mulder. Over some of, I think, literally is from the NASA welcome video when you walk into uh, uh, their museum in Huntsville, Alabama. Right. Hmm. It is a big video of uh, recounting the uh, departure of the, the NASA Voyager satellite and high-resolution microwave survey. What it doesn't mention is that it comes back to Earth and tries to kill us. Twice. In Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we all know what this is. Uh, it was a uh, probe spent out and sent out into space. And uh, Carl Sagan uh, helped design the uh, phonograph record that was placed on the uh, on the uh, probe that had, you know, greetings from different languages, music from all around the world. There were also drawings of, you know, what people looked like and what Earth and, and where Earth was in relation to various celestial bodies. Just sort of like, hey, we're here. It also has directions to Earth, so the aliens know where to come to kill us. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Sagan. Right. And then you you juxtapose that to now where we've got uh, our version of it floating in space with uh, Rocket Man playing for the next what, billion, two billion years. They're going to get here Elon and be Musk. like, oh, it's a fucking car dealership. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, by the way, SETI is still existing and is still active. It's actually, its center is the Carl Sagan Research Center. Well, uh, in the show, however, it flashes to a long abandoned monitoring station in Puerto Rico. <laughs> the shining star of the Caribbean. All of the equipment is covered in plastic. It's uh, Everything's pretty much shut down when suddenly... This theme from Close Encounters from the Third Kind plays, right? No, but oh. everything just sort of comes to life and... Uh, the dot matrix printer starts uh, shooting out tons and tons of data. 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 Then the opening theme plays. I'm the only one doing it. Well, now you all do it. The remix. <laughs> Back at the FBI, Fox Mulder is, uh, has a new assignment of listening to uh, wiretaps. I, by the way, we're going to see this wiretap in like the next four episodes. I fucking love it. Uh, what's going on in that wiretap? Like lap dances. I thought his new assignment was to eat like as many bags of seeds as he could because it's like it spanned <laughs> down to his foot and he was like piling up around him. It's like he's been there a while. I think that one is lap dances. There is another one uh, I distinctly remember uh, in Sleepless, which we'll get to, where it's the guy trying to get a whore. There's like a whole nother plot line going on just from these wiretaps, aren't there? There's like, like a I love the mini myth arc. I I love like the beep. It's like the Rainier Wolfcastle movies and the Simpsons. <laughs> the McBain like the, movies. The McBain movie Mendoza! that's going on. That's literally what's going on here is it's like the McBain in the X-Files for these first episodes. And, and Mulder, Mulder just looks like he wants to fucking die. <laughs> like, I said, he's like, he's yeah, like I've heard my, this track before a million times. My note here is Mulder's face is exactly what my depression looks like. Mulder looks like, it, oh, it's like, I wish I could get a lap dance. He kept, he kept this all for a spank bank. 
Uh, meanwhile, Dana Scully has returned to teaching at Quantico and is about to um, uh, guide a bunch of very fresh-faced rookies through an autopsy. You know who's not in that autopsy that should be there? Jeffrey Combs breaking pencils while Dana Scully is talking. <laughs> okay, we're going to saw open this guy's skull right now. Snap. <laughs> Snap. Yeah, she is getting yeah. very... Well, because it, it, it does, and maybe it's just because I am like the hugest fan of those movies, but her speech is very much like Dr. Hills and Reanimator. It, that's what it reminded me of. Hmm. Later on, she's in the halls of the FBI headquarters, which is actually a bit of a drive away from Quantico. It's a fucking hour on Beltway. I looked it up, bitch. <laughs> I also just finished that Jolt Cola. Did Ooh. anybody notice in the scene when the when the uh, student asks or something, that person looks really familiar, like somebody that's on the show a lot? They yeah. In. Somebody's daughter, yeah. almost. Maybe it's Darren Morgan. I can't remember. Uh, no. Oh, wait. No, Darren Morgan in a dress. I don't know. She's so familiar looking for some reason. Uh, and they uh, cross each other in the halls, but Mulder just really just straight up ignores her, gives her the cold shoulder. And it just makes her crush on him that much worse. When she saw him, she had like this little tiny smile on her face that you could only see for a split second, but it was there. Yeah. She was wet in a second. <laughs> It's track three on Songs in the Key of X, man. Scully goes to Mulder's desk in the bullpen and, uh, like, takes the uh, photograph of um, uh, Samantha that is sitting on there and sets it and, and, push, and puts it down, which uh, is apparently a, si a signal to um, uh, that it's time to, to meet up, which they do by some kind of ravine. Is it a ravine or is it where they're in the Watergate... Uh, parking lot. Oh, yeah. the Watergate parking lot, right. Okay. Yeah, but we can back up because I find it amazing that between season one and two, how much Samantha has aged. <laughs> yeah. Like, she looks like a five-year-old in the picture that he has. And we get to this one, and she's got to be like 10. So you know that actress is probably like 12. So it's like, how how much older she has gotten and so many more clothes. Hey, didn't you um, say they were going to have a better budget? They, maybe they just bought a better girl. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Girl, this girl was more expensive. The FBI basement. We exposed the sex trafficking of Fox Studios in the 90s. <laughs> oh, that's not funny. Ugh. No. <laughs> and they meet up at the Watergate, and Mulder tells Scully that he uh, attended Deep Throat's funeral through binoculars uh, from about a thousand feet away. He kept going with that sentence and I was like, holy shit, it keeps getting funnier. <laughs> it was like, it's like, you know, Mulder, it's like at this moment you could put in like a Futurama line, like Mulder, just end your sentence like five minutes, five words earlier. <laughs> so I have a problem with this scene, I think, is that somebody only paid $4 for parking at the Watergate Hotel. Mulder is and Mulder is fucking depressed by the uh, by the way. He's like PTSD level like like long distance staring depressed. Yeah. It's like almost like he is listening to nothing but Morrissey when he's not listening to his spank bank tapes. He's so depressed he hasn't opened the spank bank. Oh. <laughs> oh god, you know you're you know it's bad when you're too depressed to masturbate. <laughs> but it's like uh. Scully comes in, sees all the Kleenex boxes just piling up unused, just 
really? You haven't you gone through these yet? He's them, though. <laughs> <laughs> he has them on delivery from Amazon. <laughs> uh, Mulder recounts the story of... Uh, George Hale. The builder of the uh, the builder of the uh, Palomar Observatory, which you will know is the place where Tom Paris flirted with uh, Sarah Silverman, and, and that episode and that episode of Voyager that I throw rocks at because I fucking yeah. hate Tom Paris. No, but uh, <laughs> that he was inspired to build the Palomar Observatory and apply for the Rockefeller grant to do so uh, when an elf came through the through the window while he was playing billiards. Mulder so he was wonders, doing psychedelics. Yeah. Mulder then postulates that he may be, that his uh, great work, his chase, may have been... Also inspired by... By little green men rather than mm-hmm. elves. <laughs> Hence the title. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Ah! Mm. So let's say that Mulder is having a kind of a crisis of faith here. He's, he's losing his will to believe. Yeah, so... And again, this is where I kind of lose it because... People are only paying four dollars for uh, parking at the Watergate, which I guess in ninety. No, never mind. No, that bitch was like a Ritz Carlton by then, and it's going to be more than four fucking dollars. The problem I have with meeting in a structure like that is, as they're walking up, you can hear her from a mile fucking away. How are you oh, going to yeah. have a private conversation? You can hear the person peeling away. In their car. Like, that was a very quiet, (laughs) like, that was a very quiet parking structure. I suppose that they they are still a bit worried about being watched, I suppose, but. Mm. I think also that there is the reference there is to uh, all the president's men, because that scene is basically Woodward and Beanstein waiting for Deep Throat and all the president's men. Uh, Later, asleep at home, Mulder flashes back to the night in 1973. Where Samantha was abducted, where we, this is our first, like, you know, full shot of the abduction night, right? Which doesn't really jive with what he had recorded previously, right? No. It, ha- it does not match the story he tells Scully and the pilot. It doesn't match the tape and conduit. They'll explain it later, that the whole idea of implanted memories when it comes to that kind of uh, hypnosis and how that's not a reliable source. But we're not there yet. Right. And it's also the first time we've actually seen Samantha on camera. Yes. You remember Butt Bunch? Remember when that was like a cool <laughs> thing to say? Like, butt I like butt that. Munch. Like a couple of years. <laughs> I kind of remember literally from fifth to sixth grade. I also remember playing Stratego from fifth to sixth grade. Stratego? <laughs> and also, no one wanted to play with me ever again. I never wanted to play Stratego. <laughs> like, like, period. Why not? It's fun. I've never wanted to play Stratego as well. It's really fun. It's like chess, but instead you get to use like strategies and you get to kill people. Well, the and punch them in the face. <laughs> what <laughs> the story? But <laughs> as they're playing a game of Stratego, the uh, argument over what uh, the they will watch on the television because you know you only had one television in the house in the seventies. Mulder wanted to watch the magician. I don't remember. Samantha what she wanted. wanted to watch the movie or something like that. They just said some kind of movie, some kind of western. I think it was. And suddenly, uh, a light appears from the outside. The house shakes. Uh, Mulder grabs the, tries to find the uh, family gun from hidden in the uh, 
Because in 1973, not everyone had dogs, but everybody had a gun. He grabs a gun because he sees his sister being levitated up in the air. What is he going to shoot at, first of all? Second of all, this is where the the frame-eating monster comes into play. (laughs) And he starts going for the audio. (laughs) 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 A thin, shadowy figure stands in the doorway as Samantha floats slowly out the door window. (laughs) Exorcist style, like. Now, was this different from the... Did they already show this uh, scene before in the first season? They never actually showed the scene. Mulder told uh, Scully about it in the first episode, and then later in Conduit, Scully listened to the tapes of Mulder's hypnosis session. Okay. So this is what he could possibly be in an altered memory. This is... Yeah, this is the thing. We're not not getting too much ahead of ourselves, are we? No. Eh, no. Mm -mm. Also... Let's all enjoy for a moment that this is the first time of a new sort of take a drink moment of Mulder impotently firing at things because he's going to do this no fewer than three times this season. The first couple episodes, he's pretty good at that. Uh, He'll do it twice in this episode. He'll also do it in Ascension. Mulder is uh, woken from his uh, reverie and and by a... uh... I guess a congressional goon <laughs> who comes to, takes him to meet Senator Senator um, uh, Richard Matheson. Well, one, I'm going to enjoy the name. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Richard Matheson was a pretty prolific science fiction writer in the 60s and 70s and worked on some no-name show called The Twilight Zone. He also wrote a book called I Am Legend. Mm. Mm. I heard the movie's good. Which one? There are two. Really? Yeah, two. Mm, the good one. Mm. And yeah. two. I uh, I had a friend who worked for con- for a congressman. I want to believe this is what he did. I just, it's like I'm going to envision him just breaking into people's houses and be like, "The senator wants to see you." Mulder is taken up to vi- to visit the senator who is uh, hanging out in this posh uh, office with several leather-bound tomes on the wall, and he is listening to some Bach. Now, now tell me this guy isn't completely hot for Mulder. Uh, this is yeah. Appa- this is apparently the the um, uh, the political support that Mulder had had in the Senate. Previously mentioned um, uh, in early in Season 1, they're listening to uh, the Brandenburg Concerto Number no. 2, which is being played at a loud volume to throw off possible listening devices. <laughs> Does this actually work? Uh, uh, <laughs> like, it, uh, I mean, it, it would kind of work, but maybe not how they're doing it in a TV show where they get, like, they step away from the person and then they talk loudly like they can't hear him anyways. <laughs> if you were talking really quietly, yeah, it'd work. They're not going to be able to isolate your sound over all the loud noise, but they're talking loudly like in a sitcom where you, we need to go over in this room and they take five steps away from the group and they're talking loudly. Not gonna work. So Matheson tells Mulder about the about the recent activity in Arecibo, Puerto Rico, and uh, tells him to get his ass down there uh, because the uh, UFO retrieval team is gonna come and and take everything in about twenty four hours. Though the the senator will try and you know hold that that back. 
the UFO repo team? <laughs> Pretty much. It's a Blue Beret UFO retrieval team, which is uh, apparently the same people that we saw in Fallen Angel. Mulder makes it down to Puerto Rico in the, after the, uh, in, as fast as a commercial break. And Bienvenidos, uh, Arecibo, Vancouver. He drives at the satellite receiving station, places kind of a dump, but he's in there and uh, he starts immediately like going through the uh, going through the readouts and everything. I just assumed that was binary for Lady Bigfoot porn. <laughs> I... <laughs> After a little bit of time of work, he decides it's time to drain the lizard. So he goes to the bathroom and finds a uh, frightened Hispanic man named Jorge. <laughs> Oh my god. Um who who frantically tries to communicate with Mulder despite the fact that Mulder clearly doesn't speak much Spanish at all. <laughs> he literally yells I know habla. I was waiting for subtitles to show up. I'm like is is does he understand what he's saying? It looks like he understands what he's saying and then he finally says no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He does draw Mulder a picture of an alien. Like a little, like, and Mulder's like, oh, this is cute. I'll put it in my fridge back home where I totally keep food. <laughs> uh, but, you know, of course, Mulder taking off to Puerto Rico in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night did cause some problems because, you know, he didn't show up for work or call in or but cash no. in those vacation days or something like that. How does he still have a fucking job? If I don't, sh if I don't call in if I and, and don't show up to Dairy Queen, I'm not going to work at Dairy Queen anymore. Uh... This gets back to Scully, of course, and Scully is uh, immediately concerned for the uh, safety of her former partner. And his fish. She checks his, uh, his, uh, what is that thing called? Answering machine. Holy fuck. She <laughs> <laughs> don't use them anymore. <laughs> she checks his answering machine. Yeah, voicemail. There we go. That's the thing. And the girl on there says, you were hounding me for lunch, and then you didn't show, you pig. Mm -hmm. hey, really? He's a pig for that. Also, is anyone surprised that Mulder could actually get a date? Or wait, do you think that was his mom? I think that was his I mom. I think that was Mama Mulder. Oh. I think that might have been mom. Yeah. Uh, she does get on Mulder's uh, computer uh, and manages to guess the password. Password <laughs> champ. Password champ. Like she's really good at this, right? Like she can just like like she can come Wait, up with something. It takes her a like, minute you know, though. It like, takes her a Samantha, fucking minute. No. She doesn't even try various versions of trust no one. It's just the first one she tries, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Can we just be impressed, by the way, with the fact that Mulder's password is a phrase that was uttered to Scully? Well maybe he's not said him. It to him too. I'm sure she. T I'm sure Scully told him, told Mulder that that was, <laughs> and that dumbass was like, "That'd make a good password." <laughs> <laughs> you hapless techno weenies. I I said that this was basically the hacking of the '90s. All we just needed was crash override there. All right, so she gets on, and the uh, satellite data that had been given to Mulder was uh, is on there. So she prints it out onto his uh, inkjet printer. And it takes like six fucking days because I know how long those inkjet printers in the 90s took. But during the printing, in comes a bunch of goons and they really want to know what the fuck Scully is doing there. Well, when he's out of town, I feed his fish. Duh. <laughs> so it's like, so feed the fish. 
and get the fuck out of here. The goons are, like, sort of tossing Mulder's apartment at this point, just, like, you know, tearing open pillows, you know, looking through everything. Scully very surreptitiously takes the, um, uh... The, print, the paper out of the printer and like fakes the uh the, the little sifter part of the fish food coming off <laughs> Do you god know damn it todd you didn't even watch this did you he did it, are, are you gonna are you gonna tell it right or i i gotta tell it because go ahead not, tell it go ahead and tell it god damn it that that hurts listening to you say it like that <laughs> that's not how it <laughs> happened <laughs> <laughs> no just it printed out and just as she was going to grab it the goons walk in She's like, what do you follow me, you freaking creepers? I got my taser on me. Don't make me tase you again. <laughs> and then uh, they ask her that, and she's like, I'm here to feed the fish. And they see the paper, and she's like, you've been printing out his porn? And they pick it up, and it's, oh, it's just a data readout of the computer doing its its cachet yeah, clean. Yeah, we've seen this before. Got, well, it's yeah. the, uh, a printer test. It was a printer test, yeah, right? Yeah, because his computer's got fucking bugs up the wazoo, and he's got to do a defragmentation all the time. Yeah. And, then, and, then she, and then she, the like, spills the food... And then uses that crumpled up piece of paper that they stupidly throw away and then shows everyone how awesome of a magician she is with the fucking sleight of hand. That was the slowest sleight of hand ever. Yeah, she <laughs> you like know what crumpled it slowly you know what it was and like? stuffs in her sleeve. <laughs> like, do you know what it was like? It's like, you know, the scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail where the prince is sending the arrowed message. <laughs> yeah, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> and the guards Side-stepping slowly over to it. <laughs> And the guards are just standing there smiling at him while he does it. <laughs> smiling, <laughs> waving and nodding. Yep. <laughs> Message for yourself. <laughs> that. Like, that's literally Scully's magician trick. So, like, the reason they can get away with this shit is that the syndicate just has the worst fucking agents ever. <laughs> we need to hire better goons. It's like, clearly George Bluth is in charge, just saying, I have the worst fucking people working for me right now. Uh, Scully takes the data, after her uh, neat little sleight of hand there, she takes the data back to the U.S. Naval Observatory, which is the place that Dick Cheney had removed from Google Earth while he was living can, there. Can I point this out? That is actually where the vice president lives, is at the Naval Observatory. Right. <laughs> That's where they have always lived. Um, she also takes it apparently to George Lucas to look at, literally. She tells him that they represent signals from space and uh, mentions space. the the famous uh, wow signal. Do you know what the wow signal is? Come on, people. Was not all at once. signal really distant in space or was it in, was it in the water? Was it in That's the in that movie Contact by that one uh, fictional character, Carl Sagan, who never existed because the world's flat. Of course, guys. Oh, of um, course. Yeah, you see, it's... billions and billions of years ago. <laughs> Actually, the wow signal is a real thing. It was a strong, narrowband radio signal received in 1977 by Ohio State University's Big Ear Radio Telescope. It was used to search for uh, extraterrestrial intelligence. The signal came from the constellation Sagittarius, apparently, and was so completely mind-blowing that this signal would come uh, that, it, that someone actually circled the bits on the paper that they received and just wrote wow on it with the... Uh, Jerry Airhem at OSU. Wasn't it, like, decided that that could have been at, like, the sound of a supernova or something, yes. like, uh, cosmic on that on that level? Could have been yes, something... Yes, damn it! Yeah, but apparently what Scully has blows the wow signal clear out of the water. Because it's Scully, and yeah, so she's got the binary of Bigfoot porn there as well, so. Scully is trying to find where Mulder went. Uh, reviewing list of, a list of flights out of Washington, she does catch someone using an alias, George Hale. 
I thought it was uh, Betty Grant. Watch. I thought she was pointing at Betty Grant. I was like, why the fuck is Mulder going under Betty Grant? <laughs> I think that would have certainly I was hoping he was wearing people. a wig and he had like a Mrs. Hey, Doubtfire do get up on. Do you guys remember when it was easy to commit fraud like that to get on a plane? And you didn't have TSA or Homeland Security? Man, I miss the 90s. Meanwhile, back in Arecibo, Mulder is uh, continuing his, his search for the for the strange signal. But like a massive storm is going on. Like one of those tropical storms that just pisses down rain and thunder and lightning. And... It was impressive as hell, too. He's doing a, a, a large version of sticking a pencil in a cassette tape, but doing it super sweaty and sexy-like. Yeah, is he still wearing clothes at this point? Like, I am surprised that I this man is still, like, I think his clothes like, are just yeah. see-through now that he's sweating so much. He's, like, yeah, a, I was like really grease impressed on a, that, on a, like, on a whopper. I was really impressed that he was still wearing a shirt. You made a comment, Marissa, to me when you were watching it that you wouldn't like the weather effect. Yeah, when he's outside and we find out that his buddy has been petrified. Yeah, Jorge, run, Jorge did run outside very scared and uh, was found dead by Mulder. <laughs> like frozen in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a position of horror, like shielding his face. Yeah. Like, but the, the, the weather Via effects Cundi- were fucking impressive as hell. Like, Yeah, via Condios, Jorge. But yeah, no, those were really cool. We're at the point where he's pushing at the button, the red button, and he has to say oh, that yeah. uh, <laughs> no ho on the rojo. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but he already pressed it, so what kind of like... Maybe that's when the tape got erased. He talked to you like a little kid. Like oh, that's going ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, it's like Mulder. It. Yeah, Mulder treats a traumatized adult like he is a four-year-old retarded child. <laughs> but the storm, the storm scares him worse than lightning scares Watson. I don't know. This is a dog that hid in our closet last night after a wind chime went is too loud. So. <laughs> True story. Uh, runs out into the runs out into the storm. Mulder co- tries to run after him. Like you said, finds him just you know literally scared to death. He he calls it what he's doing this like this autopsy later on. He calls it <laughs> this this like very careful and like cautious and not like he's terrified of dead bodies at, like autopsy. <laughs> like he, he doesn't lose his shit during autopsies in a, the past. Rigor mortis though, like cadaver something he uses for rigor mortis. I already skipped past that point. Scully is at the airport. There's a pair of you know. There seems to be a couple in, like, some very tropical gear. They literally look like that they are going off to be extras in Murder in Paradise. Like, they are just, like, the worst stereotype of Caribbean I've ever seen. Or are they? (laughs) No, they totally are, but... And they are uh, apparently watching Scully, but Scully manages to give them a slip. She calls uh, Mulder's phone and gives them a fake flight number, thinking that they're going in an opposite direction. And then calls the time and takes off. Yeah, it's it's a really impressive little scene that like Scully is apparently a fucking master of subterfuge and deception. <laughs> I guess you learned that at Catholic school. Um, <laughs> like it, it is singly the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Uh, meanwhile, while Mulder's trying to conduct cursory examination of Jorge's body, uh, the room starts shaking and a l- bright light is seen outside. Very, very similar to the one that we saw in the earlier flashback. And he has the same fucking reaction. We Although I don't. Love. There are a couple of thoughts that I have here. We cut to him with the recorder trying to do this cursory exam. Oh, I think he's going to have the dream. I'm sorry. Our, our dog is twitching. Um, is he riding a tiny bicycle? Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think he's going to have the dream. But it's literally like Dale Cooper 
over something like Diane Pie. That's literally what I'm thinking. And then he's like Scully. And it's like this beautiful heartfelt monologue. It's like I he said something like I used to only be able to trust myself. Now I tr- only trust you. And like that's clearly on the Valentine that he's gonna send her. And then we get to the weird Jurassic Park moment. Right. So <laughs> they're trying to Mulder's trying to barricade the door, but it blows open anyway. And there in the door stands the shadowy but tall figure of what seems to be an extraterrestrial. And Mulder tries to shoot it. Clever girl. So this isn't how a gun works, but okay. Again, it's gonna happen a lot. This is one of the first times we've ever seen like a the a full frontal image of of an adult alien at this point. We just saw like the the baby alien. Did we see the full uh image though? It's it looked like it was still like mostly obscured by white light. It looked like a Spielberg reference. It it kind of looks like it might be from Close Encounters or it might be from Cocoon or something. I think it's just again the effects aren't there or the budget or again I don't know if the older episodes have been HD transferred. I don't know. I've just not done the research because I'm lazy and I've had the flu. But well, the gun fails to work and he is engulfed in the blinding white light. And then he's attacked by the puma and Bill Pullman's vision of the serpent and the rainbow. (laughs) And other news, we really shouldn't have watched like the serpent and the rainbow before we watched this episode. (laughs) Uh, Scully wakes him up the next morning, um, uh, and Mulder is absolutely pumped because, oh, he's got the evidence now. He's got the audio recordings. Now, to be fair, this is not the first time Scully has woken Mulder up of him ranting about having the irrefutable proof. And having a dead body in his vicinity. That was the funniest part. He is ranting, and like he's like all excited, like the happiest little puppy. Like, look at this, look at this, look at this. Oh, yeah, and then look at this. He moves the table, and there's a dead body, and I got the evidence. It's a body. And she's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Mulder, not again. So it's like, she came all the way down to fucking Puerto Rico to find Mulder with the corpse. It's like, not the first time, Mulder, but usually you send me a text saying there's a dead corpse in your room. Puerto Rico, the shining star of the Caribbean. And, it's, and so far, it's just like his trip to Thailand. Uh, <laughs> Thailand, the shining star of Asia. Oh, wait, is this where she says something fucking stupid? Which is, there's a body, we can't get it out of the country? Yeah, because he wants to get it out. She's like, there's no way to get the body out. And like, that's what you're thinking about? Smuggling? Like, look at all the data. Like, cut, cut like the dude's arm off. Take some of this DNA or something. She wants to get the whole body. One, like she wants one, to play with that. it. And two, they can't get the body out of the country. Puerto Rico is a part of the United States. All right, but the blue beat with the blue beret UFO uh, repo men are on their way at this time. So it's like they just break up everything. Here come the men in and, black but Mulder and gets blue away, hats. But Mulder gets away with only a tape reel. Back at DC, however, Mulder is. Um, uh, given the riot act by uh, assistant director Skinner. Wait, we passed up that, uh, like, he grabs that, they grab the tape reel, and they take off in that uh, Bronco-like vehicle. Yeah. I was waiting like, for them to just roll that thing going down the hills the way they were driving it. <laughs> that was and Mulder's like, I, this is my, he's got, he's good at a lot of things, but yeah, I guess getting away, driving down hills and. Uh, Mulder apparently, uh, yeah. Also, not not Puerto Rico at all. That is not not fully even indigenous to the Caribbean. 
It's indigenous to fucking Vancouver. Anyway, back at the FBI, uh, Mulder gets the riot act just read to him by Skinner, and the cigarette-smoking man is there, too. Just looking very disappointed. Apparently, Mulder's departure in the middle of a very important case related to that wiretap cost them days of work, though Mulder claims there was enough evidence to nail them right then and there. You need a lot of evidence to do to do RICO, right? Two things here. One, yeah, you do need a ton of evidence. You need irrefutable evidence when you do a RICO case that there is, in fact, a racketeering issue. Two, you need a lot more evidence to get a wiretap. If you have the wiretap, then you have enough evidence to go to a DA. Ah! <laughs> Guess what every male in my family does, except my father and Jeff and my husband and my dog and my uh, banjo. Mulder also disarms the conversation by pointing out that his own phone was being tapped. Like, yeah, well, she does this when you're not looking and just like a mom, Skinner, like, pulls up his hands and like looks at him like, get out. I thought he was you talking to Mulder right away. Yeah, but he's talking to the cigarette-smoking man. Yeah, he really shows some balls right there. The cigarette-smoking man leaves, and Mulder gets off scot-free on this one. Yeah, see, again, Mulder just gets away with everything. He's like, yeah, he's walking out like, wasn't I just on the burning plate? Like, get the fuck out, dude. (laughs) Like, don't you like getting paid? After looking through the magnetic tape, however, he finds that it had been totally blanked out. And she says it was uh, possibly de-gauzed by an electrical surge. He probably carried those shits through the me- through the metal detector in the in the airport. Yeah, that's probably yeah. what did it. But even <laughs> if there was a surge, that's not how you could degauze. You could degauze a section of the tape, but like, no, but yeah. Did it. Well, no, 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 no. If you think about it, though, you're probably right. It is more likely that it was in the metal detector. Keep in mind, this is the time when they would tell you to make sure that you buy lead cases for your film yeah. if you go on a plane. I I know this because I. Uh, I traveled with a guy who did photography when I went to England on my youth trip. Did you see the curve when you were up there? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I'm i not allowed to tell you, so. Mm. <laughs> uh, here we are, though Mulder is once again without tangible evidence, but with an experience that seems to seemingly rejuvenates his uh, his desire to continue, ser- continue the search for the truth. <laughs> However, he still has a ton of wiretapping to do, so good luck with that. I, <laughs> I just love the story that's going on during that, like, the wiretaps. Yeah. <laughs> I got fives on the tables. I'm telling you, all, what was it? All Benjamins or whatever? <laughs> the guys that were yeah, talking it's... were real fucking, real, uh, real fucking pigs, you know? <laughs> it's like literally like Goodfellas or Donnie Bras- Brasco is going on, like, in the background of this, ep- of this episode. And I'm like, I really want to know what's going on there. I really want to see that. Yeah, what actually happened to that? Because like I, I somehow they made me lose interest. I was like, this is and wh- it's like, whatever it happened come to back- I don't know. I think we're gonna come back to it anyway. This was a good episode. I thought this was a good good start to the season. Yeah, I'm I'm not. I know I'm the one who usually just says nasty things about the X Files because that's that's my shtick. No, it was not a bad episode. I think it does. It it has its moments. Uh, you know what? Initially, uh, I remember when I originally watched this episode, not liking it that much. But upon rewatching it, I thought it was a lot better. There was some really good acting by Mulder. Uh, it was a good character piece for Mulder, and basically, it does. I I'm surprised. I was a little upset that I kind of lost uh the fact that this was Mulder being all Mr. Dowdy about his own his own beliefs and seeing things. What do you but. think, Marissa? Um it was always one of my favorites. I'm watching it again, I still like it. I mean you still see the hokey kind of like victim of the time thing. But uh 
I still like it. It it holds the test of time, I guess you would call it. Like it holds up narratively is what we're yeah. saying. I it does. Uh, Valentine, what's your thoughts? <laughs> I think uh I think he stopped using hair product. His hair is a little fluffy in this one. But yeah, good episode. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to give you our ratings as we always do. But first, uh, a little bit of information to disseminate to the true believers of the FBI basement. Now, first off, let's talk about uh, some other podcasts on the Medicinal Mass Network, one of which is The Adventures of Todd and Shannon, which we're going to make a new episode soon, I promise. We have audio for it. Um, Lies! But there are other podcasts, too. Masters of Failure, The Medicinal Mass Podcast, Game Time, Family Against Humanity. All these and more and all the uh, previous episodes of the FBI basement are available for your listening pleasure on the at medicinalmass.com. I should add one thing to that. I spoke about it earlier, but uh, the Patreon. We are now Patreon supported. You can find our your, uh, links to our Patreon and the FBI basement Facebook page. Or you can go to www.patreon.com slash FBI basement. We are uh, making podcasts, and uh, there are different tiers you can donate at, but even donating at the $1 amount gets you access to a ton of bonus content that is forthcoming, uh, especially keeping a lookout for the uh, Season 1 Recap Podcast, which where we go through our favorite episodes of Season 1 and some of our least favorite ones. <laughs> Those weren't the same thing? <laughs> no. There's also the... Uh... The Teespring shirt. Yes. Oh, we have a a new shirt. (laughs) You can... (laughs) A shirt. Please. Yeah, we have the uh, Don't Touch the Science Monkey shirt that you can get on the Teespring. I'm going to have to buy one of those, actually. Uh, I I am am really tempted. I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to have to make some things. We're going to have to have a store at some point. Yes. Okay, here comes uh, Shannon to tell you about the books she writes. I write books. Yay. Yay. And you can get those books at schuffwrites.com or on the Amazon looking for SC Huff. And, uh, you know, the first two are out. Uh, Fall Rituals is dropping on March 1st. No, so I have a kid's book now, a book for small people. There is a book for small people, which is Amaya and the Beagle of Doubt, which was written with Rebecca McGrady and has been given to our test audience who screamed no and then ran out of the room. <laughs> So get perfect for your kids, right? (laughs) Okay, so uh, in addition to our online stuff, there is also conventions coming up where we will be. (laughs) So we will be at Mysticon in Roanoke, Virginia, February 23rd through the 20 Belch. We will then also be at Lexington Comic uh, and Toy Convention, March 9th through the 11th. And we'll be rounding out March with Awesome Con. Yay! Which... I, I don't know how I feel. March 30th through April 1st, Easter weekend. All right. Come down and see us there. Uh, she'll be doing some panels at Mysticon. I'll be probably be doing all the panels at Mysticon. And I'm probably going to be running around uh, in the gaming area, possibly lurking, cer- lurking in certain places, maybe stalking uh, wrestler Tommy Dreamer. If uh, you want something visual, that's not too abysmal. <laughs> you can check out the Oddite Delights. Wonderful art. Yeah, I, got, I have a lot of social media presences, but uh, you can kind of connect them all at uh, facebook.com slash odelightart, O-D-D-E-L-I-G-H-T-A-R-T. Um, I do illustrations, design, and pretty much anything you want. And the Teespring Monkeys are the most recent thing. Also check out her Picario TV 
Carrier.tv. She does do live streaming. (laughs) I do. It's very sporadic. (laughs) There's no schedule to it. Pretty much my life. (laughs) But I will will, uh, occasionally let the world know that I'm... I'm on there uh, doing something of a uh, artistic inclination. All right, Valentine, you got anything else for us? I was thinking about doing like one of those camboy things. I hear I hear you can make pretty good money on those. Maybe I'll I'll send you guys a link to that once I get set up with a nice Can backdrop. Boy? <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> All right. Uh, you gave me the spotlight. And, uh, <laughs> It's my once again. <laughs> once again, uh, we want to send our love out to Vanya, who is right now uh, deep below the Earth's crust uh, <laughs> on a spelunking trip, as I understand. Give those mole people hell, Vanya. Can, can I say Minecraft now? <laughs> Go ahead. Minecraft. She's looking for the Ender. <laughs> ah. All right. So, time to give our ratings for. The Little Green Men. I'm going to give this one two and a half dot matrix printers. Shannon? Uh, I'm going to give him a copy of The Cure's seminal album, Face in the Door. All right. (laughs) Valentine, where do you give this one? I'm going to give this uh, three Scully performing at a children's talent show pulling rabbits out of a hat. Magician show. All right. (laughs) And Marissa? (laughs) I give this one giant pile of sunflower seed shells, and that's a good mm. thing because I like the episode. Mm-hmm. All right. So here we are at the beginning of season two. We're, we're really excited for where this is going to go, folks. And tune in next week. Tune in next week when it goes directly back to New Jersey. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just took the wind out of my sails. That's going to be so many... Uh, coins in the jar yeah, or something yeah we're gonna have to get the jar out again the new jersey joke jar new jar yeah okay until next time this has been todd speaking for shannon vanya and valentine and marissa well vanya's not here but i'm still gonna say goodbye to her anyway saying we goodbye goodbye from the undisclosed location from the fbi basement tune in every thursday for new episodes remember to like us on social media share us evaluate and rank us and rate us and give us good reviews if you like us if you don't give us money tip me coins once i give you the website to my camboy website right (laughs) (laughs) for now we say good night and the truth is out there See, I just want to do the Doctor Who theme every time. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. Hello again, truth seekers. Come on. Sorry. Fuck me for sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to calm fucked out. I'm sorry. I shut up. <laughs> One month dungeon, yeah. Hello again, truth seekers. Don't hobble. Inkjet printer. <laughs>